Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WXUTs after further review. I'm Derek Lawson here with, with David, the man of God, Harris. We had to kind of record for you today, so it was um, kind of hard for us as uh, uh, Frank couldn't come in and David had some prior uh, engagements on a Saturday. So what we did was we, we always do for you. We try to give you a live show on Saturdays, but we're trying to get it pre-recorded for you on uh, for the, the live show on Saturday. I actually, I'll be out of town for the next couple of weeks, so there's going to be a couple of pre-recorded shows for you. But we always give it to you for our segments on 88.3 WCTs. Uh, SoundCloud page and on iTunes is WHT's after further review with a picture of Frank Bastner and the horse's head. Make sure you subscribe to either one. If you have an iPhone, I would say probably go to iTunes and then you can hear us in your pocket. Just pull us up and listen to us and, uh, you know, um, you listen to the great segments that you missed out on. But we got David the Man and got Harris here on the phone line and uh, he's going to talk about those uh, UT Rockets as we talked about them the week before how they did really well and then against Notre Dame and then last weekend they came away with a 22 to 6 loss and just ugly 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 game and now they're in the conference play and they're going to be in uh, playing Ball State who's supposed to be one of the favorites uh coming up and it's in Muncie where historically the Rockets have never really played well over the years but they lose to Notre Dame 29 or 32 to 29 and then just look ugly against Colorado State 22 to 6 so their record now is one and two. They beat Norfolk State uh, 49 to 10 their first game. So, like I said, uh, they're playing Muncie, 2 o'clock uh, uh, kickoff. Uh, so, David, what were your thoughts on the Colorado State game where they kind of had a moral victory, so to speak, and then all of a sudden, I mean, moral victory against Notre Dame, but then they get against Colorado State and – it was just a lackluster performance. Yeah, and that's the biggest concern heading into conference play, looking and realizing that offensively, both us and Colorado State looked like crap. Like, it was just bad. Coming into the game, looking at some of the previews out of kind of Colorado and around the Denver Post, they were saying, hey, our quarterback needs to really – play smart, play better against the Rockets' defense. And I think our defense held well. And we saw that with only limiting them to five field goals. I think the issue is that we can't struggle offensively and have our defense continue just to hold on for dear life. Because at some point, this bend but not break kind of defense is not going to cut it if we're trying to get to Detroit and play for the conference championship game. And I think what was really concerning is that last week against Colorado State, who does have a strong front seven, and their kind of game plan was to 
get pressure, get pressure, and then force the game into our quarterback's hands and make them kind of make us beat them and exploit their rough secondary with our quarterback play. We can't have 32 rushing yards off of 13 carries for our star running back. That's just unacceptable. And I understand Colorado State has a front seven that was, you know, relatively decent, but still, we have to find ways, whether it's a jet sweep or kind of just kind of setting the tempo early to help kind of get Kovacs more involved. Because as we were talking with the kind of kind of coming in, like I don't know if we can rely on just our quarterbacks and passing our way to a championship. And knowing that historically Brian Kovac has struggled against Ball State, as we think about last year at home, Kovac has thirty three rushing yards off of thirteen carries. That's that's not good. And over in well in three career games against Ball State, Kovac three point four yards per carry, forty six rushing yards in, in the entire game. That's that's a cause for concern, especially knowing that heading into conference play when we've had a lackluster performance, Ball State also had a lackluster performance against Wyoming. That raises a lot of red flags. I just don't know if offensively we can have, you know, a kick in the butt to really revitalize and jolt our offense. I don't know if it's, again, starting with a heavy rushing early and often. Yes, we've struggled on the ground about three yards a rush versus 12 yards through the air per play. I'm I'm just concerned that if we're not able to get Kobach over that 50-yard mark, which kind of you think 50 yards for a running back, should be pretty easy. But easier said than done. I'm I just don't know if again we can have Carter Bradley being the totality of our offense, or even Bradley or Finn. Like passing cannot be the focal point of our offense if we are to come out of Muncie with a victory. Yeah, it looks like to me what, what Colorado State did, and if you're just looking at the stats, they decided, you know what, on defense, we're going to focus on Kobach. We're going to let Carter Bradley try to beat us. And if you got you to give ball – I mean, not ball, you got to give Colorado State credit. They took away an option and said, you know what, we're going to let you beat us, and they won the game. And you're right, Carter Bradley. If if you got to rely on him trying to win the game for you, it's going to be a long season for the Rockets. But then again, with any team, you need balance. We all know that. We all know in football, you need to be balanced. You can't just rely on one side of the ball, whether it's passing or or running the ball. But sometimes in some offenses, you could probably get it where one part of the ball on the offensive side you could do is with the ground game a little bit more than passing or some go through the air and, and limit the ground game. Now some of those in the air p- passes are usually bubble screens or quick slants that some people almost equivalent to the running game but you're right yeah Colback has to be really involved he has to he has to um, really do something major for the, for the team and you're right he has 
struggled against Ball State. So it looks like it'll be a, a rocky few couple of weeks. Now let's let's say hypothetically the Rockets lose. They're going to be one and three. What happens next? Do people start calling for Jason Candle's head? Because it's, it's been a lot of grumblings the last two seasons. And I, once again, too, they have some problems with penalties, which has been one of the one focal points and problems. And we've even talked about on the show is with penalties with this team. Yeah, I, I would say that depending on how we look, if it's another performance where, like, offensively we let up six sacks, 10 tackles fall off offensive line, and Ball State is able to get pressure on us, even having kind of a hobbled front seven, if we're unable to um, defensively slow down Ball State's offense primarily in the running game, look, just think about how last week Colorado State basically was just, you know, punch you in the face, you know, four yards a carry. Like, that's going to, you know, I think if it's a repeat of that and offensively we struggle, I do think there's going to be louder calls for, if not a coaching change, just some kind of, some kind of revitalization to the offense and the defense just to get a kind of a fresh voice. Because one in three, you're, you're already behind the eight ball, losing your, conference opener so now it's even more onus to run the table to get to Detroit which is hard to do because we already know that Northern Illinois is always a problem along with Western Michigan and like and just thinking about within our division can you say that looking at our Toledo Rockets football team that they can be able to run the table are we able um, are we able to, even because we have Northern and Western at home, are we able to hold home turf in either of those games? Like, th- those are going to be some questions that have to be raised if we're, you know, hypothetically unable to beat Ball State. What is a, a mother, what, I guess my thing is, too, and you listen to the game, I kind of watched a little bit. I was kind of surprised by it, but Colorado State isn't there. Aren't they like one of the worst FBS teams? <laughs> and and do you think basically from just listening to it and looking at the stats, maybe Toledo overlooked them. You know, they know they're playing a, a big conference game the week later. You, you, you get a lot of props for hanging with Notre Dame. Probably, well, should have won the game against Notre Dame at South Bend. It was kind of like, oh, at Colorado State, they're they're not that great. We'll just go in here and show up. Yeah, I definitely think that they came off flat for sure against Colorado State, being at home, coming off the high of that Notre Dame game. And I don't know if that's on the players not being able to keep that momentum up. I don't know if it's on coaching saying, hey, you got to put Notre Dame behind you, look forward to Colorado State, and the players weren't able to do that. Because I think Colorado State, if you kind of look at the scouting reports, their tight end is one of those where, you know, oh, he could be drafted, you know, possibly day two. Maybe, you know, early early day three. Like one of those kind of NFL caliber prospects. And it's not as though Colorado State, you know, like 
super bad. It's not like we were playing Colorado Tech or anything or you know University of Denver. But it's a quality D1 program. I think there was a lot of just kind of living off the high, and then we saw it, and we saw it in the offensive performance. Just really unable to get things going the majority of the game. You mentioned the penalties. I mean, going four of eighteen on third down. That's not on trying to you know capture or recapture the euphoria of playing in Notre Dame. That's about executing on the field. And I think the defense held it out as much as possible, but the, the offense just couldn't wake up in ways and look look as threatening or dangerous as we did in South Bend at home against Colorado State. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year, I think, for the Rockets. I hate to say that. Let's look ahead to their schedule as they, they, they're going to begin going against uh, Ball State coming up this weekend. Then they have UMass. It's at UMass, and UMass is pretty bad. Uh, remember what we used to say on this show when they were in the MAC? Remember they were in the MAC conference at one time. Uh, you take away the M, it really explains this team as basically as UMass, and that's what they are. Then October 9th, they play Northern Illinois, which is homecoming. I don't know if you're coming back here to the, the good old campus. Then they're at Central Michigan versus Western, so they'll be going against their next three games after Northern or against the directional schools in Michigan. Central, Western, and Eastern are going to be at home. Then, they're remember, they're going down there November 10th on a Wednesday, which is which is down there at that school down south. Now, the last few years, well, I wouldn't say the COVID year, they've had it early so they can get good crowds to come to the games. The last time they were at um, that school down south, they ended up losing, which was a shocker, actually, which was a big time shocker for for the for the Rockets. They thought they were weren't they like a thirty point favorite, I believe, in that game. Yeah, we were we were a big favorite because you know we came in thinking, hey, we're just going to keep holding this trophy, and then DD was like, absolutely not, and we're all yeah. And, and basically, I think that was almost the last time I think BG actually won. A game. They just won one last weekend, I believe, against Murray State. It had been so many. Yeah, they hadn't won a game since 2019, the the middle of 2019. Um, then they're at Ohio, November 16th, and then they're they're going to end the the regular season at home versus Akron, which will be November 27th. Um, so that'll that'll be pretty interesting how this this all shakes out. Um, but yeah, the defense has been superb. It's now that the offense that that has been people have been worried about, and I think the penalties. But I think the offense will come around. Sometimes it takes a while for offense to gel, but I think the one thing that the Rockets have to really work on is is discipline. That that's I would say that's the one thing that's been the problem since Candle has taken over is the discipline and the the lack of discipline at crucial moments in the game. Yeah, and that's something, and it's struggling, and it's difficult to think about that because we have such an experience. Offensive line, who you think, you know, limits the holds, limits the kind of some of the crazy bonehead plays that we see. And then even on the defensive side of the ball, it's always some of those costly defensive holding, defensive pass interference, the occasional, you know, roughing the pass or a face mask. There's always kind of those things that you don't expect from those players 
that you think are supposed to be the leaders, the ones that are, are have the most composure. And I think that heading into conference play now, this is where you're going to need to be the most composed because as we've seen over the years, if you slip up, it's hard to climb back, back up that mountain. Correct. So we have, we have to be clicking on all cylinders against Ball State, and then hopefully we can use that to build upon kind of as we head into, you know, facing our you know biggest rival in two weeks' time. But first things first, we can't keep looking forward. We can't think about – we can't even think about going – to UMass next weekend. We have to focus Ball State, get the job done, get the victory. Looks like they're also playing at McGurk Alumni Stadium. They're not playing at Gillette. Remember when uh, UMass was actually in the conference, they played at Gillette Stadium. Yeah. It's been a long time thinking about UMass, and I'm sure that they're going to bring those archives of Oh, when UMass was in Mac and got the highlight reel. I doubt it. Well, you know what's kind of crazy is, is that I remember, which I'm trying to think what game that was. This was years ago, doing something for WXUT. That was when UMass was, I think this was the last time actually UMass was here at the Glass Bowl. And it ended up being a pretty close game. It was a homecoming actually for, for the Rockets. It was here at the Glass Bowl. It was homecoming for the Rockets. And UMass, it came to the Glass Bowl thought we were going to go in there and really, you know, beat up on them and and they didn't and you know, I was on the sidelines and I and, you know, it just it just it just reminds you the levels when it comes to division 1 football where you know, UMass had great athletes on the field. They just couldn't put together any kind of type of wind and they would just always get obliterated in the conference. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that kind of over the next kind of couple of years they're reliving if you look at kind of some of the future opponents, they're going to play, you know, a lot of action. Kind of so, kind of reliving some of those glory years, playing off Eastern, Northern Illinois, Buffalo. Well, I, I don't know if I would call it glory years, um, David. Well, I mean, it's when we were thinking about, you know, UMass football is like somewhat respectable, like as a, you know, Decent competition. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, there was very few years where they were really that good. Well, David, we're going to get on out of this segment here. Uh, talking about the Rockets as they're going to be playing ball state. Hopefully they can get that win down there in Muncie. And then, you know, they'll be 500, and then hopefully they can string together a few wins in conference play. I mean, like I said, this game against, I, I think, I hate to go out on a limb like this, but I'm going to be quite honest with you. This is going to be a game that probably defines the season. If they lose this game, I think it's going to be very rocky. And, and I think that the Rockets will probably end up below 500 and possibly not make a bowl game. On the contrary, if they win this game, it, it go 2-2, two and two, and I think that really will propel the Rockets to possibly have a great season in conference. Now, historically, we've always done something stupid at the end. or There's always one game that we always lose and we're not supposed to lose. But I think, though, that if they beat Ball State, I think it really salvages the season. And I hate to say that coming in in the fourth game of the season, saying that prediction. But the way I, I you know, the, even when watching the Norfolk State game, a little bit of the Notre Dame game, a little bit of the Colorado State game, this is one of those teams where you brought everybody back. You got basically all the super seniors. 
there shouldn't be any excuses. You got to go and get get things done. Period. It just go out there, play ball, and like you said, that's one of these games. This is a momentum game right here. You know what's at stake. They've been picked to be first. If you win this game, you gotta you got the edge of possibly winning the MAC West and going to Detroit. If you lose, well then you're behind the eight ball. Now you gotta hope that someone knocks off Ball State twice because if you end up tied, you're, they're gonna have the tiebreaker over you. But if you beat them, obviously you can control your own destiny. Um, but yeah, I, th- th- I think right now I, I'm go out on the limb and say even in the fourth game of the season, this is the this is this game that's going to make or break your season is against Ball State. Your thoughts? That's just win, baby, win. We have to focus on right in front of us, take care of business in monthly, then regroup, because like you said, if we stumble or if we look kind of shaky, it's not going to look good because we have our arguably our toughest games right around the corner. True, true. We'll take a quick commercial break. Coming up next, uh, we'll get into David's winners and losers. College football winners and losers. Pretty popular segment here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, make sure we always check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Make sure you always check us out on there. WGTs after further review with a picture of Frank Baster and the horse's head. When we return, we'll get into the winners and losers. Uh, what is it, week three or week four of college football? Week four. Week four of college football and week two of NFL football. <laughs> 